Welcome to Launch Chat, where we answer your startup questions every single day. I'm your host, Jake Hare. And before we get into the episode, I want to remind you that we're giving one listener a free ticket, flight, and hotel stay to TechCrunch Disrupt this September in San Francisco. If you want to enter the giveaway, just head to launchchat.io and view the image on the sidebar. And for everyone who's rated and reviewed the podcast, we really appreciate it. We broke the top 200 in iTunes this week. Our goal is to break the top 100 in the next couple of weeks. And our team would be eternally grateful if you helped us do that. And maybe, who knows, maybe we'll have a, an even awesomer giveaway in the next couple of weeks if we do that. But we really appreciate you guys doing that. And if you haven't given us a rating or review yet, but you're listening to this episode, we'd really appreciate it if you went to iTunes and gave us one of those reviews. Uh, it helps us really spread the word about the podcast podcast, which is important for us, but hopefully we're answering your questions and we really want to help answer the questions of more and more startup founders as we go. So today's question comes from Ken. Uh, He's based out of Los Angeles, California, and it's around as a technical co-founder. I know we we talk a lot about non-technical co-founders at Launch Chat, but Ken's a technical co-founder and he's getting to the point where he's going to want to start marketing and doing sales for his startup. And so as opposed to the other side where you're a non-technical founder and you need someone to build your product, Ken's a technical founder who has built his product and needs help from someone to actually do sales and marketing, or at least he thinks he does. So that's the topic we're going to be covering today. And for any of you technical co-founders out there or technical entrepreneurs out there, uh, this episode is definitely going to be for you. So I'll go ahead and uh, start with Ken's question. This question comes from Ken in Los Angeles, California. I'm a tech co-founder and have built most of my product myself. I'm getting close to the point where I want to start doing marketing and sales, but I don't know where to start and think the best thing to do is find a sales or marketing co-founder. What are some things to look for when talking to potential partners for this and how much equity or incentive should I give them to come on board? Note that I can't afford to pay a salary just yet, but might sometime in the future. Hey, Ken, thanks for your question. And for any of the rest of you who have questions, remember that you can email it to hello at launchpeer.com, which this week most of those people did, which is why I'm the one reading the questions. And if you want to record your question, you can go to launchchat.io and record your question. So, Ken, I really feel for you. I, I, it's probably really frustrating to have a product that's already built and that you spent a lot of time and energy on. And now you're getting to the end and you're like, holy crap. Like I got to actually sell and market this thing. Like, what am I going to do? So the first thing I would, I would say is hopefully before building your product, you did some form of marketing before that, because validating your startup idea is a form of marketing. Um, And so all those conversations you had with people before you built your product, all the people that you asked about whether your product was a good idea or not, like that's a form of marketing. That's probably one of the most important forms of marketing for any startup that's out there. And so hopefully you did that. I'm going to assume you did. And if you did, kudos. But let's say that you did that, you built your product, you're getting toward the tail end of development. Maybe you're building the last few features in, and now you're at the point where it's like, Hey, my product's pretty much done. I need a non-technical founder who's good at sales and marketing to come on board. So I have a couple points on that. One you're not really going to have a problem finding a non-technical founder who's good at sales to come on board. For the most part, the opposite is what usually happens, is that you have a lot of non-technical founders who have great ideas who are looking for someone to build it. And because of that, the opposite side where you're at right now, Ken, is 
you basically have your lay of the land on the kind of people who you can find to do sales and marketing. And so there's going to be a lot of founders or potential founders who would come on board to a startup who has a product that's built by the person that's there already. And all they have to do is sell it and market it. They don't have to go through the whole process of building the product, which is to them is going to feel great. Now, your question about how to figure out what those potential partners should know or should be able to do or how to figure out whether or not someone would be a good non-technical co-founder. A lot of this comes down to personal preference. So the best co-founding teams that you'll find in the startup world are ones that really complement each other. And so what you need to do, and I spoke about this, about having self-awareness as a founder a couple episodes ago, I think it was last week, is I need you to have a lot of self-awareness on what you're really good at and what you're really not good at. And I'm not talking about coding. I'm not talking about like building products or product development. I'm talking about like emotional intelligence type stuff. Like, are you good at staying on task or are you not good at staying on task? Are you really good at managing a lot of people or are you not good at that? Do you really like going out and doing events and being public with everything? Or are you more of an introvert? And you need to do some analysis on what kind of person you are, because that's going to allow you to find the opposite in a potential partner. So if you're really not good at task management, the one big skill you want to find from someone is that they're really, really overly good at task management and that they've proven that in the past. If you're an introvert, then you probably want to find someone who's more of an extrovert. Because if you're trying to find your first co-founder for your startup, you, you need to make sure that all as many gaps that can be filled are filled. And the obvious one is your technical they're not technical, but they're good at sales and marketing. So you have like the technical on your end and sales and marketing on their end. That's obviously one gap that you're overcoming by even asking the question on the podcast. But you also have to think of those other gaps that are really missed a lot of times by founders. Most of the time when I see founders find a co-founder, they're not thinking through it in terms of the emotional intelligence type stuff or the internal self-awareness type stuff. They're looking at it from, well, this person's my friend. Like they're going to be a good co-founder or me and them get along really well. It's like, there's a good chance if you get along really well, it's because you do a lot of the things the same. And so do you really think that you're going to be good co-founders together if you do a lot of stuff the same, if you're both not that good at task management or if you're both introverts or if you're both not good at giving a pitch or if you're both not good at, you know, whatever. And, and you have to think about it the same way as if you were finding a co-founder and you're both not good at writing code. <laughs> like if that was the case, you'd be like, whoa, that's a real red flag, right? Like, or if you were uh, the non-technical founder with sales and marketing experience and you were out to go look for uh, someone who could build the app, like, would you want to find someone who also couldn't code? No, of course not. You, you'd want to find someone who complements the things that you're not good at. And so it's the same thing with other aspects of your startup too. So as you go through and you try to figure out who would be a good potential partner to work on your startup, the best thing to do is to first write down a list of all the things that you are really good at, all the things that you're not good at, and you know, find the skill that complements those things you're not good at. So when you're looking for a potential co-founder on the sales and marketing side, or if you're a, if you're listening to this and you're a non-technical co-founder, the same thing still applies. Make sure that you find the stuff that you're not good at. So when you're looking for a potential co-founder, you can fill those gaps with someone. Once you do that, it'll be a lot easier to narrow down your search. 
And the place that I would start searching is all the places that I like gather all my social media and friends and my just general network and start combing through the list of people who I think would be potential fits for the position. And so if I'm, I'm not an avid LinkedIn user, but I have a lot of connections on LinkedIn. So the first place I would go would be LinkedIn. And I'd have the list right next to me that says like, okay, I'm not good at task management. Uh, I'm kind of an introvert, even though I'm doing this podcast, but I'm only talking to a microphone. So I guess it still applies, but I would write all these things down and have it written down already. And then I start going through the list of connections I have on LinkedIn and seeing who might be a good potential co-founder and don't rule people out just because they have a job. Don't rule people out just because they're working on their own startup. Like you never know what situation someone's in when you consider reaching out to them about your startup. Um, so don't get rid of their name and contention just because you quote, think they're happy or think they're good with where they're at. Like you never really know what people are thinking. So once you gather that list of potential co-founders from wherever you're at, and in this example, it's LinkedIn, but it could be like your email list. It could be people you're friends with on Facebook. Uh, it could be people that are acquaintances. It could also be conversations you have with friends and family, and maybe they know someone who might be a good fit. Uh, it could be people you knew in college. It could be people that you meet at networking events. It could be anyone but make sure that you have that set of criteria written down and covered so you can weed people out pretty quickly. And I would stick to that list as much as possible. The worst co-founding teams that I've seen are ones that they just like say, Oh, you know what? It's all right that he's not good at task management either. He's a really good salesperson. So just because he doesn't have that covered, like we can figure that part out. There's plenty of fish in the sea. Like there's plenty of people who could be potential co-founders. Don't settle. This is the one of the most important decisions like of your startup life. And I, I don't like it when people liken a co-founder relationship to a marriage because it's so much different. But in terms of like the commitment you're making, it is very similar, although it's still a lot different. But you, you have to expect that you're going to be in this with this person for the next seven to 10 years. This isn't like a one year in and out kind of thing. You have to expect that if you think your startup is going to be successful, that you're going to be in this relationship with this person for seven to 10 years. And you want to make sure that when you're thinking about what kind of things that this person needs to have that you don't have, that you're able to think about it from a complementary point of view. So don't like short change yourself by thinking that, you know, no one on my network fits this list perfectly Then keep looking because you're going to really regret it if a year goes by and the things that start falling by the wayside. And I've, I've seen this happen before are the things that the co-founding team didn't think about when they were considering working with each other. I'd rather you find someone who maybe you're not really good friends with. Maybe you don't get along incredibly well with, but that you guys compliment each other so well, or you gals compliment each other so well that that's okay. You can work together and have a really successful company. The most successful founders I've seen that are co-founders are ones that like, they don't hang out with each other on the weekends. Like they're not, you know, best friends or anything like that, but they have such good working relationship and they compliment each other so well that it doesn't matter. At the end of the day, like a successful business can make you friends. But if you go into it and you're friends and you have an unsuccessful business, that's going to tear you apart. So just think about what it is that you want out of that relationship. So anyway, Ken, I hope that answered your question. Uh, I really appreciate it. And that's a, a really hard topic for any technical or non-technical founder to have to deal with, uh, which is finding a co-founder. So hopefully that helps you out. That's it for today's episode. 
To celebrate the launch of the podcast, we're giving a listener a free ticket to TechCrunch Disrupt, which is this September in San Francisco. To learn more about the giveaway, head over to launchchat.io. And while you're there, you can also post your startup question right on our website. All you have to do is click record, ask your question, and we'll feature you on the show. Remember, if you don't want to miss an episode, head over to iTunes and subscribe. And we'd also love it if you gave us a rating or review. Until next episode, keep grinding. Keep grinding.